going on folks it's your boy dr strong thomas here and welcome to episode seven of the be more today show we are back we are back we are back thank you so much for listening to us we're growing folks we're on a lot of platforms now we're on anchor and we're on apple Podcasts and google play and stitcher uh castbox we're everywhere right now and it's been so great to have the support from you guys we really appreciate it uh i got my boy in the house with me terrence sparrow the vp of be more today and the the mastermind behind BMT Music. Terrence, what's going on? What's up? What's going on, man? Welcome back to the show. How was your week? Uh, the week was week was very interesting. Uh, my my child is taking me to new heights uh, with this, you know, quarantine and the shelter in place. Uh, my my two year old is telling me what to do and when to. As a quick story, quick story. So we went to the soccer field because the soccer field is still open. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, I'm drinking my water and I'm realizing I got to go to the bathroom. And I'm holding it so he could play and then we got to go. And so we're going home and it gets to emergency status. And I'm talking to him, I'm talking to, he's two and a half. And I said, all right, listen, when we get to the house, when daddy gets to the house, daddy has to go potty. He's got right. to get to the house and we're just going to go. And so, you know, I'm just going to put you by the door. I'm going to lock the. He said, daddy, daddy, dad. I said, yeah. He said, stop talking. Oh, OK. Stop talking. <laughs> I said, oh, OK. All okay. right. Fine. All right. I didn't say a word on the way. So it's just we're we're bonding and it's becoming incredible. It's, <laughs> yeah. He's telling me what to do. It's just, it's yeah, well, incredible. It's going to happen at some point in time. So why not now? You know? Yeah, yeah. You Get know? it out the way <laughs> and keep moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hear that. My daughter does the same thing to me. I think she hates me, to be honest, but she tolerates me. So it's fine. <laughs> so I can never yeah. do anything right. Daddy, you're not doing this, Daddy. You have to do this, Daddy. Daddy, come here for a second. Daddy, sit down. I got this, Daddy. You okay, Daddy? I got you. So I, I just take my instructions. And I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, I have a couple <laughs> bosses. My wife is one, my daughter's the other. And um, yeah, it is what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It is what it is. It's just moving <laughs> forward. Um, as always, we have a quotation that we start the show with. And uh, this week's is from Eric Thomas. Uh, and it is very simple. If you are not where you want to be, do not quit. Instead, reinvent yourself and change your habits. Now, you know, we're doing a whole 40-day um, challenge for my book and we're getting people just to kind of be out there and to recognize that this time of quarantine is a crazy time but it's also a great time to start new things to kind of reinvent yourself to kind of change old habits uh, everyone says I don't have enough time well guess what folks you have the time now you have all the time in the world to get out there and to do something anything uh, all the things you say you want to do in January of this year because now we're in April uh, this is a great time to kind of do those things and there's no real excuse now. I mean, everyone's working, yes, and you're working, you have kids at home, that's very, very difficult. But in the greater scheme of life, everyone has more time now, I think, than usual. Um, unless you're on the front lines and you're working, you know, double shifts, triple shifts, to kind of keep things moving, a lot of us just have more time on our hands. So it's a great time for us to go out there and to reinvent yourself. My, my thing and my goal, I, I guess, would be for when people return back to work and return back to out of quarantine life, right, and get back to the regular routine and people look at us and they say, you know, you look different. You sound different. Like there, there was some kind of transformation that happened while we were away. 
and hopefully it was a positive one because um, we're using this time hopefully for positive things whether it's reading the book or working on whatever your issues or, or things may be that you want to work on for this year but I'm hoping that we use this time wisely and and not get caught up in the uh, the social media uh, and the TVs and the news drama because a lot of stuff is being put out there on a regular basis and you can get caught watching news all day because every five minutes is something new right but if we really use this time for positive things and to reinvent ourselves to be the best version of ourselves and to change our habits, even to revamp, if you will, uh, our lives. It'd be great to see us all come out here and once we are back into our regular society, to be a better people, a better country, a better world. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Terrence? Um, it's it's 100% true what you're saying. I mean, I think of Be More Today and how we've revamped since we started. We started with a, with a different name and we revamped and, and changed directions. And now this time I've even found myself having to revamp parts of BMT music where now we're about to put out a Words for Life uh, project, which uh, probably in the summer, end of the summer, but it's more based on encouragement from the spiritual side. Yeah. Uh, where before it was just, let me put out some workout music, this and that, get singers by, and singers can't come by right now. And That's so you have to now retool and had to reground myself and go, okay, what what means the most to me? And so I think everyone at some level should be doing that. They should look at what is it that I really want to do? How can I pivot and still use this time, like you said, in a positive manner and you know, come out better than you were before. Yeah. I mean, that's our charge for this week, folks. If you're out there listening, we just hope that you use this time wisely and read a book, write a book, anything. Just get out there, get more physical, whatever you want to do or none that you should be doing. Let's make this a time we actually make that happen for this year. Speaking of revamping, Terrence, uh, our guest for today is someone who I've been following for a long time. We've kind of connected on, on various mediums. Um, I believe in doppelgangers, like people who kind of are like you. And uh, if I had a female doppelganger, this would be her. Uh, <laughs> I'm just read her bio because there are a lot of stuff I want to talk about, but we'll just get through this together. Tansy Chandler is her name. And once, when she was just four years old, Tansy was taken to a music studio and given a choice. She could either learn to play the piano or she could learn to play the drums. She remembers the excitement she felt when she came to playing the drums. But she also remembers that when faced with a choice to be true to herself or to play it safe, she chose her safety over herself. She thinks, she still thinks about playing the drums to this day. But more than that, she thinks about all the other people who chose their safety over their truth. Now she shares her truth, being transparent about her struggles with depression, obesity, and balancing life's responsibilities. She committed to encouraging and empowering others to make their mental and physical health a priority. In short, Tansy has de dedicated her life to helping people really live. Originally from Toronto, Tansy is married to Pastor Damien Chandler, and together they have three children. She's received her doctor of physical therapy degree from the U University of Puget Sound and is also a certified group fitness instructor. Tansy is also the CEO of Rebant Fitness, where she shares her passion of health and wellness with her community. And she serves... She draws strength from Jeremiah 1.5, which says, Before I was formed in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Tansy believes that God entrusts us with who we are and expects us to use that for his glory. She now wants more than anything to be her truest self for him.
Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I have to introduce to you my doppelganger, Tansy Chandler. Tansy, what's going on? Hey guys, thanks for having me today. Welcome to the Be More Today show. Listen, I've been trying to get you uh, in some capacity, either on the phone or email for the longest time, and I'm just glad that this is actually the medium that it's going to happen. So thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You. And, you know, uh, truth be told, we're, we're actually on a three-hour time difference. So yes. that's almost been happening. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> but we're grateful that you're actually with us. And Tansy, just tell us what's going on with you right now. Where are you currently? Are you working? What's your current situation with COVID-19? Yeah, so um, right now I'm in Sacramento, California, um, my family and I. And I am working in an outpatient physical therapy facility. So I'm considered an essential worker. I'm still going to work Monday through Friday. Um, work is still quite busy. You know, we weren't really sure whether or not census would drop, if people would still be coming to physical therapy and people are, are still coming. So my days are still quite hectic. Um, and I come home in the afternoons and we're, my kids are now starting their distance education. So life is in some ways has slowed down quite a bit. And in other ways, the pace is, is still going. So we're all sort of adapting to this new normal. I'm trying to be safe, trying to stay healthy, uh, but also trying to keep some level of of structure and stability as we kind of move forward and figure this whole thing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're basically in my same situation. We're still working. We're still open. We're still deemed essential, at least to keep the hospitals not so crazy. And for those who did have surgery, to make sure that they're going to be able to keep their um, their plan of care is moving. Uh, but yeah, exactly. same boat. Trying to just stay clean and protect mm -hmm. ourselves, protect our clients and reassure people that it's still, you know, okay to come out and, you know, do what you have to do and then go back home clearly and, and, and abide by the, the guidelines. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a busy time. Um, it really is. Yeah. It's a busy time and a different time. So, um, so I haven't really talked about the road to being a physical therapist on the show yet. And I wanted you to do it for me if you don't mind. Um, yeah. So when did you realize you wanted to be a PT? So I knew from the time I was a little kid in elementary school that I wanted to do something related to fitness and health. And so, you know, like most people, um, the, what you want to be changes. Usually when I talk to my kids about what they want to be when they grow up, at some point it was some kind of a superhero. It was Spider-Man or Wonder Woman or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. um, and then I decided I wanted to be a PE teacher. I thought about being a pediatrician. Uh, and then right around high school, when I was applying for schools, I went to college with the intention of being a chiropractor. Uh, and so I started my undergraduate degree on that trajectory. Um, and my, the school that I went to for my undergraduate was the University of Windsor. And they had this program called the co-op program where you could spend every other semester sort of shadowing in the field. And so I asked them for a position in chiropractic care, but they didn't have any openings, any clinics in the local area that had an opening for a student uh, in a chiropractic field. So my instructor said to me, you know, well, we have physical therapy. That's kind of the closest thing. And so I figured, all right, I'll try physical therapy. And my first internship in a physical therapy clinic, I realized, wow, this is way more up my alley as far as my interest levels than chiropractic was because there was such a huge uh, exercise component, which is really mm -hmm. what I love. Mm -hmm. And after that internship is when I decided, well, I think I would rather go into physical therapy than to chiropractic care because of the physical aspect. And so I finished my undergraduate 
And then I applied to PT schools wherever I could, um, because that's when I decided that's what I wanted to focus on moving forward. Yeah. Wow. So you weren't even thinking about PT. It just kind of happened. Not really. Yeah. I was just thinking about um, something in that general area, but, but then, um, you know, I, I applied to the University of Puget Sound and it was the first year that they started their doctor of physical therapy program. Back in the day, you could only graduate with a MPT, a master of physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a kind of a good time to get into physical therapy. Um, and, and then I've never looked back since. I've never thought maybe I should have done something different. I'm, I'm sure that this is where God wanted me to be. Right, right, right. So you went to PT school. How long is PT school? Just for the listeners to know. At that time, it was uh, three years, three consecutive years. So, you know, you go to school through the summers. Um, I think programs now are two to two and a half years. Maybe some are still three years, but it was a three-year program. So there's four years, four and a half years of undergraduate and then three years of PT school. Um, It's it's a long journey. Yeah, it's a long journey, Mm -hmm. definitely. Uh, And then you have a fitness component. You're a certified fitness instructor. Talk to me a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, I am. So in when I was an undergraduate, I got my certification at that time. It was with CanFitPro. I was in Canada at the time. And I got my certification as a group fitness instructor. So that was sort of my side hustle at the time. I was going to school in the day. And then on weekends, I was teaching group fitness. Uh, and that just became something that I, I, I love just even more. So now I teach group fitness. Um, I teach Zumba. I teach sort of you know, a strength training to body type classes at a local gym. And um, every now and again, I teach uh, for health fairs at my local church. Um, we started a program when my husband was the pastor at Madison Mission. Uh, we started a program called Ready, Set, Move, which was a free fitness program for the community and for church members, which was really just encouraging people to make their physical health a priority um, and so a bunch of trainers and I got together and we offered free workouts and, uh, every now and again, I'll put little snippets on my Facebook or Instagram pages. Um, really it's just, it's just an, an opportunity for me to do something that I love and encourage people to take their health seriously now more than ever. I think it's yeah. important. Very important. Yeah. Yeah, I told you folks, she's my doppelganger. We're basically the same person. Uh, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> like, it really I was, is. Yeah, no, it's, got, it's really insane. <laughs> um, so, okay, so you're doing the group fitness stuff. And then where do you work in terms of your, your, your PT? Um, where do you work right now in terms of PT stuff? So I work at Vibrant Care Rehab. And it's just a small, uh, well, this, our particular clinic is a small, but it's a small clinic, but it's a chain of practices, outpatient orthopedics in Elk Grove, California. They have clinics all over California, Northern California, Arizona, and a few other places. So it's a growing facility. Are you guys doing telehealth there right now or no? We are now. We just started hot off the press. You know, the situation demands it. So um, I've only had a couple of clients on telehealth. We're still kind of working out the kinks. Um, And it's, it's, you know, it's not ideal for physical therapy. It's a little bit challenging, but it's a good go-between. It's a good um, option for people who are not well enough to come into the clinic or just are not comfortable coming into the clinic. So we're, we're making the most of it. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, again, telehealth is basically like a FaceTime kind of an interaction between you and your therapist or you and your MD. Um, same kind of session, you go through stuff, um, talk about pain levels and show you how to do certain exercises, but it's basically like, you know, one-on-one uh, on the phone or on the computer. Very, very high tech and everyone's kind of doing it now in the medical field. So we'll see how long this lasts after COVID-19 yeah. ends, but as of right now, it is the new normal. So It is. Yeah. 
So I, I have a question for you, Tansy. Um, revamp Fitness. Um, what 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 is Revamp Fitness? Let me start there. Okay. Yeah. You know, our uh, Be More Today and Revamp Fitness have similar taglines. Actually, uh, Revamp Fitness is about becoming a better you, becoming a better version of yourself. I believe that we should always be moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, progressing, improving. I don't think anybody, if we're still living and breathing, I don't think everybody, anybody has reached their max capacity. I think there are always ways that we can improve, whether it's our physical health or emotional health or mental health or spiritual health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Revamp Fitness is really just challenging everybody to look at the person that they are today and um, or looking at the person that they were yesterday and seeing how we can become a better version of ourselves today, whether it's becoming a little stronger or um, becoming a little faster or becoming a little more rested, um, more open-minded. There's so many different things that we can do to improve who we are. And I want to encourage people never to settle in and decide, well, I've arrived. Here I am. It's the best is behind me. I think that the best is ahead of us. And we just need to always look forward to that future and just decide that we're going to keep climbing, keep keep working and revamping our lives in any way possible. Nice, nice. Now, is, there, is there a specific service or product that you focus on or it's just in general, you know, um, inspiration or, you know, free services for the community? So it's basically, it's mainly physical fitness. And at one point I've sort of dabbled in a few things. I, uh, was selling products, uh, gear, workout gear, that sort of thing. I was offering group fitness classes um, in person. This was a couple of years ago. I'd have small groups of so four or five people coming together. We'd meet at my home where I had sort of a, a backyard facility where we could do workouts together. Nice. I was offering um, virtual training, like telehealth, where we would get together on FaceTime mm-hmm. and I would take you through a workout. Um, what I offer sort of changes as my life changes, you know, when my kids were really little, I had a lot of time to do virtual training and group fitness. Uh, my family were a sports family. So my boys are both in competitive soccer. My daughter is in competitive volleyball. Nice. So as their time <laughs> demands increased, I had to sort of change what I was offering. And so mm-hmm. as of late, before COVID-19, I was really just doing um, once a week group fitness at a local facility and then what I was doing online was really just inspirational it was quotes it was Mm -hmm. snippets of my classes snippets of my workouts just encouraging people to keep moving um, testimony sharing about my personal struggle when it comes to depression and body image and consistency in the gym Um, so my social media platform is really inspirational um, for Mm -hmm. the most part and then what I was doing here was um, in the local gym. And I've thought about maybe doing some stuff virtually. I'm not sure that that's where God is leading me right now. Um, I haven't decided that I wouldn't, but you know, we'll see how long this lasts and if that's sort of the next step for me. Mm, yeah. Okay. You know, speaking of inspiration, uh, Malcolm X said a quote, he said, when I is replaced with we, even illness becomes wellness. And, you know, I think of all the stuff you're doing, Tansy, what inspires you to help those struggling with depression, obesity, and like you said, balancing life's responsibilities? When I was struggling the most with all of those things, when I was deepest in depression, when I was at my heaviest weight, um, I felt like 
um, there was no way out. Like, I don't know, really, unless you've struggled with depression, the, the feeling of this dark cloud over you and this voice in your head telling you that there is no way out is all consuming. Um, it's really a difficult place to be in. And when I realized, I started to hear the voice of God even more, that that voice of doubt was lying to me and that there was a way out and there was a way forward. I just, there was this compelling feeling inside me that I had to share this with people because I knew that there were people who were in that same situation. And um, I just did not want people to sit there believing the lie that there was no way out. So I was compelled to share it because I felt like, you know, the enemy kind of tells you that you're the only one struggling with this. You're the only one feeling this way, which kind of keeps you um, under a rock. It prevents you from speaking out and seeking help. But I know that that's not true. I know that I'm not the only one struggling with it. And I want as many people to get out from under that rock, to get out from that dark cloud, that cave. I want as many people as possible to get out of that so that they can experience the fullness of joy that God has available to us. I can't sit around thinking, man, I was once in that place and now I'm out of it and not consider the people who might still be stuck there. I feel like I need to share it because um, nobody deserves to be stuck in that place of despair and depression. And if I know the way out, it would be selfish of me not to share my story with others so that they can find a way out as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, I think about um, one of the reasons I got into being a physical therapist is because I had injuries. I, I tore my meniscus twice, once in high school, once in college, and uh, recognizing the importance of, of overcoming an injury and that it doesn't define you, but it just makes you stronger with something that, you know, I share with my patients every single day because they all come in fearful. You know, they're never going to be what they what were before. They're never going to get back to doing what they wanted to do. And like you said, sharing that story of resilience, sharing that story of overcoming, um, it strengthens people. It lets people know, you know, I can get through this. And when they see you it get really through that, or someone else get through that, it just changes the entire story. I love pairing people together. Like, um, if I have someone who had a knee surgery or some kind of like back surgery and someone who is like six months from there and they're still coming at the same time, I'll have them meet in the gym and just have them talk because they just automatically will start talking about what they went through and what they went through. And all of a sudden they're recognizing, look, that person got through it. They're six months ahead of me. That's where I'm going to be, you know, six months from yes. now. Yes. Hope that yes. at some point in time, they too will get through that, that window, that dark place. So um, yeah, sharing that story is, is incredible and needs to be done on a, on a regular basis. Amen. Absolutely. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I was going to ask, well, what comes to mind now? Cause you always see, uh, in these business forums or anything dealing with business when you, when you're an entrepreneur separating yourself from the rest, mm -hmm. do you focus on doing that? Or, you know, is there something where you say, Here's what separates me from all the other um, instructors. Here's what separates Revamp Fitness. Or do you just do you and let the chips fall where they may? I love that question because I, there is a pressure to sort of compete mm -hmm. with everybody else that's doing the same thing with you. And, and fitness is really, um, man, it's a hot topic these days. It's difficult to compete. But what I've decided to do is really just be me. I think that my testimony 
will attract a certain group of people. There are some people that just need to hear it. And I'm not really, you know, this is really something that I do because I love to do it. Um, it's not my bread and butter, so to speak. So I'm not worried about the number of clients that I have. I'm not worried about how much mm-hmm. money I'm making. I really just want to be authentic. I just want to share what I feel is on my heart. And I believe those who need to hear it will hear it. And my story and my testimony is unique because it's mine. And there's mm-hmm. nobody else who's experienced what I've experienced in the exact same way. That separates me from everybody else. And that's mm-hmm. true for everyone. Whatever it is that you've been through is unique to you. You are the only person who's experienced it in that way. And if you stick to that and share that, um, the authenticity that you share that with is enough to attract the people that it needs to attract. And so I really don't try to compete on that level. Everything that I do, I think to myself, am I saying, am I doing what I want to say and what I want to do? And if I am, then I don't really care the number of people it attracts. Mm -hmm. It's meaningful to whoever it needs to be meaningful. Mm -hmm. Even if it just strengthens me, that's, Mm -hmm. that is plenty. Um, So I I don't really say, I think that there's enough um, people out there that we don't have to fight each other to be at the top. Um, right. Just do what we're called to do and everything else will work itself out. And and I wish, I really wish more people got that. That is so, it's so key that you brought that out. The authenticity, that's really, like you said, that's what separates you. And so many times, like you said, there's pressure to do it for the money. How many people can I get? So how much, and I think, I think you're in a great position where you don't, you don't need to have certain numbers to, to feed your family. You, you do something else and this is your passion and people see that. And right. I, I, I commend you for, for having, for being at a place where you can see that it's about authenticity, not about competing. Um, Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's really cool. I really like that. Um, now, do you find it challenging uh, to encourage people to stay fit? I don't find it challenging to encourage people to stay fit. Well, especially during this pandemic. Let me, let me put it specifically in that, okay. in that box. Yeah. So my message during this pandemic is a, is a little bit different than what people might expect. During this pandemic, I want to speak a message of grace. So we live in a real, um, a grinding community like grind 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 and in fitness we know if you have to put in the work to get the results i mean that's Mm -hmm. true you can't just wish you looked a certain way or wish you could do a certain thing you have to put in the work so there is a very specific and necessary amount of attention that needs to be placed on actually getting up and doing something but this is unprecedented unprecedented time nobody in our lifetime (laughs) has been in a pandemic like this. And so there is also need for a certain amount of grace because the stress level that we are all facing mm. um, is, cha- is new and is challenging. So where, you know, there are some seasons where I will really push um, consistency and get up and do something and work harder and don't settle and, um, you know, challenge yourself. That's still part of my message. But the other part is, 
this is a time where we all need grace and stress affects our fitness level in a, in a huge way. You know, when it comes to cortisol and being able to burn fat and how your body stores fat. And so really what I want to encourage people to do is to be consistent, but to be realistic with what you can do. So, um, you know, Sean, you talk a lot about wanting to be able to come out of this pandemic a different person, which I completely agree with. I think it's important that we use this time wisely. But with the stress levels that we're dealing with, I want people to look at where they were prior to the pandemic and set appropriate goals. So consistency, for example, motivating people to be consistent. I've been in the gym five days a week, you know, for years. That's my routine. Um, so I know if that's my routine and I'm going to challenge myself to be consistent, I can take it up a notch and, you know, push myself in some way. But there are other people who haven't been in the gym for the last five years at all, not even once a week, right? And so I want to encourage people to be consistent, but consistency for them might be be in the gym once a week. If you can, during this pandemic, do a workout once a week moving forward, that is successful. And not to beat themselves up because they didn't come out looking like, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger by the end of it. Um, I think that being realistic in how we spend this time and how we come out of this time is really important because if we put too much pressure on ourselves, that will backfire just as much. Mm -hmm. uh, so drinking water every day, you know, maybe you drink one bottle once a week, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So come out of this drinking one bottle every day. If that's your consistency, that's how you take care of your body. then that is successful. Maybe you're not getting enough sleep at night, right? Maybe this is not about working harder. Maybe this is about resting better for yeah. you. Because yeah. sleep plays a direct role, has a direct impact on our physical health and whether or not we can function at full capacity. So if your goal over the next, you know, however this pandemic lasts, however long, is to get to bed by nine o'clock so that you can be up at six o'clock and be rested, then let that be consistent. Health is not just about working out there are other things so i think what i w really want to teach people is um to be gracious with themselves and be realistic with their health and fitness goals mm -hmm. and and it's it's interesting that you said that i actually didn't know how important rest was until sean's book came out and you know i'm i'm part of be more today and you know i'm grind i go to bed at 10 i wake up at three you know i know and once i read it's like you need sleep. Your body needs to, because you'll do some real damage. So the fact that it's, it's total health um, is, is very important, very key. It is very important. There are even times where, um, you know, there are times that I run my body, you know, to the ground. And I think to myself, man, I, I can't afford to miss my workout tomorrow. I can't afford to take more than two days off, you know, whatever that might be. And there are times when my body will tell, my, tell me, no, you are not getting up. It just won't <laughs> respond. And I might take a week off the gym, not because I want to, but because I have no choice. My body just won't move for me. And interestingly, after that week, let's say if, I, if it, during that season, I'm looking at pounds on the scale, I'm trying to actually burn fat. Sometimes there is a fat loss um, after that week of rest, which you wouldn't expect. You think, man, if I don't, if I, if I don't work out, I'm mm -hmm. going to gain, you know, or I'm going to lose muscle mass. Right. When in the end, that works in your favor. And that's when I realized, man, maybe my body really just needed to rest in order to get off of this plateau, whatever it might be. So you're right. I, I Now rest is part of the program for me. I, I don't beat myself up 
if there are days that I can't work out and I try to schedule those rest days before my body breaks down. Right, right, right. Makes <laughs> definitely. So now I, now th- this one, this one is personal to me because, um, you know, I'm, I'm new, I'm new at this parenting game. So name the most challenging thing about being a mother and a wife, the most challenging and the most rewarding. Wow. Okay. Let me think. The most challenging thing. Let me let me start with the most rewarding thing. Okay. The most rewarding thing in being a, a parent and a wife is watching my children grow. And I just posted a picture right before this about my daughter. I look at my kids just randomly throughout the day, and I think to myself, this 14-year-old was once a 14-month-old mm-hmm. who, you know, could barely walk, could barely talk couldn't feed herself, you know, couldn't climb the stairs. She couldn't do anything. And now she's asking me questions about algebra and she's asking me questions about, you know, hairstyles and fashion and college and driving. Um, It's amazing that I get a front row seat into watching these kids grow. I'm just, I'm floored every day at the conversations that we have together. You know, my, my son, we were on Zoom together, a family meeting, Zoom, and he's on there. He's 11 years old, and he is, um, you know, telling me things like, okay, this person just joined the Zoom. Mom, you have to scroll all the way to the right because the last person to join the Zoom is going to be on the last page. And I'm like, okay, smarty pants. Um, he's just teaching me all of these things, and I am just in awe, and I feel really honored that um, I get to watch these kids just evolve. And the fact that my husband and I can watch these kids evolve together, that they're each a part of us, is just so rewarding. Um, and especially, you know, parenting with my husband is great. We, my husband and I are very different people. And um, as we learn to navigate the differences and I see the gifts that he brings to our marriage and the gifts that he brings to parenting. There are certain things that he's so good at, certain things that I'm good at, and I'm grateful that I get to partner with him in this journey because I realize, wow, my kids are better because they have him as a father, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. So th- that's the rewarding thing about being a wife and a parent. Um, the challenging thing is... Um, watching these kids grow. <laughs> the thing <laughs> that is the reward is also the challenge because we are fully responsible for how this turns out, mm. which is heavy. Mm. And mm-hmm. I think to myself, you know, I'm big on counseling and a lot of the times, you know, going to see a counselor, I believe everybody in their lifetime should have a counselor just if you have a dentist or a doctor or a Mm -hmm. physical therapist or a chiropractor, we should have a counselor's phone number that we see with some amount of regularity. And when I see my counselor, Mm -hmm. I know that I talk about things um, that happened in my childhood that affect me today, Mm -hmm. um, whether it be with my parents or whatever. And now when I realize to myself, man, these kids, and this is their childhood, and what's happening today affects, will affect what Mm -hmm. happens to them in the future. Mm -hmm. That's a heavy responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I think, what will they be talking to their counselors about Mm -hmm. um, when they're my age? What am I missing? What am I doing wrong? What am I, am I damaging them? Am I harming them in any way? And I don't know, because as parents, we all have blind spots. Mm -hmm. And so 
we, we know the things that we might be doing well, and we know some of the things that we're not doing well, but we are all blind to the, some of the things that we are blind to that we won't figure out um, for a few years when we look back and say, man, I should have done more of this for my son or daughter. Um, so I, I pray, you know, that's when we just pray for the Holy Spirit to sort of cover our blind spots mm-hmm. and help us or to take up the slack for the areas where we may not be doing well. Um, and I think about that often and I just, I pray and I think I haven't, I'm going to ask my kids this question. I haven't asked them yet. I haven't had the courage to, but I will. I'm going to ask each of them, what can I do to be a better mom? Uh, and even to my husband, what can I do to be a better wife? I think if we can have the courage to ask them that question and give mm-hmm. them room to be honest, then um, we can grow a little bit better and hopefully give them more of what they need. So mm-hmm. um, I'm grateful for the opportunity and I just, I want to do a good job. I want to do the best possible, the best that I possibly can for their sake. I think that's a great question to, to, to be able to, get to the mature part of being able to hear whatever is going to come back. Cause you don't know yes, it's going to come back. You don't know. And you <laughs> might not be ready for it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but I think we, you know, it just, I, I, I've learned that there are many things that I do well and there are many things that I don't do well. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not brave enough to find those things out, um, then I'm stunting my own growth. And we're talking about becoming a better version of ourselves. So when I see a PT client and I'm watching them do a squat, mm-hmm. right? If they're not willing to hear me say, you know, your knees are diving in, your feet are coming up, your weight is not shifted to the back. If they're not brave enough to, to let me say that to them, right. then they're going to end up damaging themselves. They're going to limit their potential and their growth. They're not going to be able to move forward. So um, from that standpoint, you know, I have to be willing to hear the things that I need to improve on if I really want to grow. Mm-hmm. Now, with with everything you're doing, you're, you're a PT, you got your own business, your wife, your mom. Do you have any time management tips? Time management tips? Uh, yes, I do. Um, let's see here. So I'm a very structured sort of type A person. I thrive best on a schedule, a routine. So Mm -hmm. one of the first challenges with this pandemic was that my routine was completely tossed out the window, you know, and for the first week it was like, okay, cool. You know, we can just kind of live free and not have to be stuck to a schedule. After two weeks of that, I realized I was really missing a sense of routine. So Um, for me, I say what helps me is to develop, even if it's a, a a soft schedule, you know, Mm -hmm. versus a strict schedule, something that guides your day is great for time management. And when it comes to taking care of yourself, um, I think it's important to prioritize your me time because, you know, you've heard, this is a very sort of trendy phrase right now is you cannot pour from an empty cup. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I am responsible for taking care of my family. And I love that I have that responsibility. But if I'm drained, I can't do a good job taking care of them. So working out is my me time. That is critical to me. I schedule that first thing in the morning. I work out at five in the morning for Mm -hmm. two reasons. One, because that's how I start my day. So I'm trying to fill my own cup before I start the day so I can take care of my 
patients, my clients, my husband, and my kids. Number two, the other reason why I work out at five o'clock in the morning is that there is very little competing with my time at five yeah. o'clock in the morning. Yeah. The kids are asleep. They don't need my attention. <laughs> um, I can't schedule a doctor's appointment at five in the morning. I can't schedule really anything at five in the morning. The only thing that's competing is sleep, right? Because the world is still fast asleep. When I schedule my workouts in the evening at let's say five o'clock in the evening, anything can happen. Anything can mm -hmm. come up. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I, a kid is sick. I need to take him to the doctor. Um, I have an appointment. Um, anything can come up at five in the morning. There's very little competing with my time. And so when it comes to taking man time management where your health and fitness is concerned, I, I would say schedule it in where um, there are fewest interruptions so that you don't have as many excuses or reasons why you have to cancel that time. That is an appointment that I set for myself and it's non-negotiable. My kids know, my husband knows at five in the morning, that's what I'm doing. And mm -hmm. it takes a lot for me not to do that. So um, schedule it in, in a way that's convenient for you and that it's less, least likely to be interrupted um, mm -hmm. so that you can really pour from a full cup and not an empty cup. That's, 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 that's good. I, I'm, I'm going to take some tips from that because yeah, I need to do more of that. Um, now my, my, my next question here is with this roller coaster ride of life and, and you mentioned that you struggle with depression. How do you, how do you stay motivated? So where depression is concerned, um, I, I've learned, I, I believe that God, created our bodies to move mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um physiologically when you look at how movement affects the brain there is an actual chemical mm. connection between being active and feeling depressed um so mm -hmm. you know we i have physical goals there are certain milestones that i want to reach and it's easy to become discouraged when we're in a place of plateau and we're not able to reach those milestones or you feel like maybe I'll never get there. That's usually when people start to lose the motivation. When you don't see the results, then you start to feel like it's a waste and we become less consistent and we, we sort of cheat more and that sort of thing. But what I've learned is um, uh, sort of staying maintenance staying at a certain level so that plateau mm -hmm. is not necessarily a bad thing so even when i am not making progress i know that physical fitness is helping my mental peace so the scale may not change i may not be making any gains um i might not have any spartan races coming up i might not be lifting any heavier but i know that even though I'm losing motivation because I'm not seeing the physical results, that just getting in and um, releasing some adrenaline, you know, some endorphins is enough to keep me sane. And that plateau is not necessarily a bad, that physical plateau might really be, um, might still mean mental progression. So I, I just, I realize that progress is not, measured the same way in every area and aspect of our lives mm -hmm. and that 
it's okay if some days I leap out of bed and I cannot wait to get to the gym. I'm just driven and I'm just ready to go. And it's also okay if some days I am dragging myself out of the bed and I get into my garage and I just lay in savasana, which is corpse pose, which is essentially like just laying flat on your back for an hour. You know what I mean? Like if that's my workout for the day, it's okay. Uh, so this expectation that I have to be at a certain level every single day, I have released myself from that expectation. And I just know that some seasons feel like you're not making progress and that's okay. Uh, and some seasons it's just gain after gain after gain. And that's okay. So that helps me to stay motivated. If that makes sense. Uh, no. the, the, the lack of motivation, it, it hits us all. But, but that's okay. Some movement is better than none, and it looks different in every season of life. No, that's, that's, that's actually very helpful. Um, I, I feel selfish, but it's very helpful to me because some days I go to the gym and it's like I'm doing stretching and, you know, and I didn't, I didn't lift. I didn't grind. I didn't come out with the sweat. And I go, you know, what am I doing? This, this is, I, you know, and it, it plays on your mind. And to... To know that, because, you know, everybody knows that there's, there's mental benefits from the workouts, but to know that if you didn't, you know, lift twice as much or, or one more rep than you did the day before, that you're not a loser. You didn't, it, was, it, it wasn't a right. wasted workout. You know. No, it's not a wasted workout. And there was a time a few years ago, I had foot surgery. I had plantar fasciitis. And, um, you know, as a PT, I did everything possible to fix it, you know, because, you, you know, we, we're, we feel like we can fix ourselves. We help everybody else get better. Mm -hmm. And they say that only 5% of the people with plantar fasciitis end up needing foot surgery. And of course, somehow I was in this 5%. So I had this surgery. And I was in a boot cast for two weeks, a boot for two weeks. And then I was in limited activity for several weeks after that. And I remember very clearly um, feeling frustrated because I knew that I couldn't get in the gym and work out like that. I wouldn't leave with a sweat. I wouldn't be lifting mm -hmm. heavy. And mm -hmm. I can remember God telling me, Tansy, get up at 4.30, set your alarm every day and go in the gym anyways. And I, I was very careful to stick with the precautions that my doctor gave me as far as weight bearing and all of that. But I realized that God was saying, it's okay to have a placeholder. You don't have to wait until you're at 100% to work towards the 110%. Um, get up every day. And so for the longest time with my boot on, I would get up and I would go into my gym and I was stretching. I mean, I might be doing wrist stretches in my gym. I went through the trouble of getting all my workout clothes on and my bottle of water to get there and do what feels like nothing. But it made perfect sense because as I was moving forward through my rehab, every day I was able to do a little bit more. And I was so grateful that I didn't stop getting up at 4.30 in the morning for six months and then have to find the momentum to get there again. Mm -hmm. My routine was the same. What I was doing in the gym was very different and didn't feel meaningful, but the, the changes was, okay, now you're weight bearing at hundred percent and now you can walk on your treadmill and now you can ride your bike a little harder and now you can start lifting. But, mm -hmm. but for that whole time, my routine of 5am workouts stayed the same. And I believe that there's wisdom in just um, staying the course, even if what you're doing changes from season to season. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll come back more with Tansy Chandler right after this. 
What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Dr. Sean Thomas here, episode seven of the Be More Today Show. We're back with Dr. Physical Therapy and CEO of Revent Fitness, Tansy Chandler. Uh, I feel like she is going to take over my show because we basically do the same stuff. So <laughs> this is my last show on the radio with you guys, and uh, we'll have Tansy and Tan moving forward. So <laughs> Tansy, we do all the same stuff. I had a boot on at some point in time, too. Oh, my goodness. Like, working out doing my same routine i felt the same way you felt you know you do spartan races like i do it's it's, it's right. kind of crazy um but anyway we both I, ran track you were you ran track in high school right in high school and college yep as did you yep. I, yeah yeah yep. so it, this is kind of insane um but i really appreciate now, it. let me ask you one question did you ever did you play rugby i did not play rugby okay that's the only thing that's the only thing play rugby no i'm good that's all you <laughs> <laughs> That's all you. All right, Tansy, here we go. So, I, I, you know, our, our whole tag is Be More Today. Um, we've been asking everybody on the show what the phrase Be More Today means to them. So the same question is applied to you. What's the phrase Be More Today mean to you? You know, again, um, very similar. I think Be More Today means to move forward a little bit in comparison to who you were yesterday. And that doesn't mean that I'm comparing myself to anybody else that's out there you know um really i'm just looking at myself my capacity my willingness and to do a little more uh than i was able to do in the past and again that doesn't necessarily mean that i have to be stronger necessarily it might be um be more at peace it might be be more open-minded it might be be more rested uh be more gracious to myself just whatever it is that I can give myself, um, I want to do a better job today than I did before. And I believe that our immediate circle, so it might be our family, our husbands, and our kids will benefit from that. Uh, and then the larger circle, the people who we have influence with will um, benefit from that. So if we take care of ourselves and we try to improve a little bit every day, um, there will be this ripple effect moving forward and many many people will will be blessed uh by our efforts um by even even the smallest efforts to improve ourselves a little bit every day yeah yeah nice That's nice awesome. um I, I wanted to ask what's the biggest what's the biggest obstacle you've seen in your life and how has it defined you today okay give me a second no uh, let's see the biggest, the biggest obstacle, the biggest obstacle has been, you know, in, in my bio, I just updated that. And I talked about that story about when I was a little girl and my parents gave me the choice to play the piano or play the drums. Mm. I think that was a, there was a real story, real example. And I think the biggest, that story, um, highlights my biggest obstacle, which is finding the courage to be myself. That has been my biggest obstacle, and it, it defines me today because, who, like I said earlier, there is nobody else like me. There's nobody else like you. But in mm-hmm. society, we are all sort of pressured to be funneled into the status quo. Mm-hmm. And not everybody is comfortable in that status quo, and it takes courage to step out of line and decide, I'm going to create my own path or this is what feels more comfortable to me because nobody really likes to be that outlier or the outcast. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more comfortable when you sort of 
are part of the group, you know, because there's validation and there's affirmation in there and you feel welcome and warm when you can look at people who think like you or who at least affirm who you are. It takes courage to be authentic. And so I think the greatest challenge that I have is that I'm not really, um, I'm not really the kind of person who likes conflict. I don't like to stir the pot. I like to be a peacekeeper, but there are certain environments and situations where it just doesn't feel natural to me. So the question is, am I going to live with this internal turmoil just to keep the peace around me? Or am I going to deal with the potential feeling of being the outcast and the outlier in order to have inner peace? And navigating that has been my challenge. And especially, you know, being in the role of a pastor's wife, there definitely is a box that people expect you, a role that people expect mm -hmm. you to play. Mm -hmm. And um, I just have to sometimes make the decision as to how closely do I feel like I want to fit in that box? Um, how many ripples or waves uh, do I want to create? Is it worth it? Um, and some things I realize are just not for me and other things feel really comfortable and I have just been learning how to navigate that and be brave enough to be who I am, whatever that might be. And I believe that God created us all to be a certain way. Uh, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. So if we, are, if we can't find the courage to be ourselves, I believe that we limit what God really designed for us to do um, in this whole you know, book of life. So that, that has really been something that I'm working on. And I try to encourage my kids as well to know who they are and to find the courage to be that person. Mm. Nice. And what advice do you wish someone had shared with you when you were 18 years old? When I was 18, let's see, 18 is such a transitional stage because you're leaving high school and you're going on to college. And um, I, I wish somebody had said to me that, um, it's okay not to be perfect. I think it's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay not to be perfect and um, to enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. I'm very um, sort of destination oriented. Um, I just want to get there. If, if we're on a road trip, I'm the person who does not want to take any stops. I don't want to, I'll pack snacks in the car so that we can drive there and get there as quickly as possible. <laughs> um, I just want to get there. And I, I realized that it's not always about just getting there. There's so much that happens along the way that we need to stop and appreciate. And I wish that somebody would have told me to just slow down a little bit and just um, sort of stop and smell the roses, as cliche as that might be. But there is a lot to be gained just in the journey itself before you even arrive at your destination. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Name one thing on your bucket list. Oh, mercy. You know, one thing that was on my bucket list that COVID-19 completely just scratched for me is I wanted to meet uh, Michelle Obama. Oh, and man. I had tickets to see her. She was coming to Sacramento April 1st. Oh, and I made the financial investment because, you know, those tickets aren't cheap. And I'm, I try mm -hmm. to be frugal, but I decided I would put the money in and buy the ticket. And I was going there with a girlfriend of mine. And um, I was super excited. It was that, you know, intimate conversations with Michelle Obama. Like, yeah, who wouldn't yeah, want to yeah. be there? And it was canceled. So, um, you know, I am, 
of course it needed to be canceled. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a whiner, but I want, that's still on my bucket list. I want right. to see her at some point. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. she will reschedule, even if it's five years from now. Right. I would love, I would love to sit in a room with her and just pick her brain and just hear her talk um, about what it's like to be a first lady, you know, or kind of on mm. different stages, but <laughs> a lot of the pressures are similar and what it's like to be a mom with kids as they're raised, they're, you know, growing. Um, I would just love to have that conversation with her. So in any way possible, I hope that that can still happen. Okay. Michelle, did you, Michelle, are you listening? It's Obama. Yes. You listening? <laughs> Make that happen for Tansy, please. Yes. Come on back to Sacramento. <laughs> so Tansy, I wrote a book, as you may or may not know. Um, it's called Be More Today, a 40 Guide to a Better Version of You. And in the book, we have these steps to greatness. I'm, I call them S2Gs. Um, the basic things you want to start doing, stop doing, and then one goal or three goals for your for your year, for your life, etc. So I need you to tell me or name for me one thing that you wanted to or have already started to do this year. I want to uh, be more comfortable with public speaking. And this podcast actually has given me that opportunity. I... Part of Revamp Fitness, you guys asked me, you know, what services I provided. Part of Revamp Fitness a couple years ago was that I was taking a lot of public speaking opportunities and I was encouraging churches, mm. you know, for, we used to do Health and Temperance Day was a big day in Seventh-day Adventist churches. And so mm. I was encouraging people, you know, instead of inviting a pastor, no shame against pastors, of course, um, but to invite a health and fitness professional to lead out in their Health and Temperance Day. Mm. To me, it would make sense. Uh, and then, you know, anxiety set in. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm an introvert as well. So getting up in front of people is a challenge as it is. I don't necessarily like to be front and center. And um, I started for about two years. I turned down every engagement that every opportunity that I was given, I just turned it down because I couldn't get over, not because I didn't have anything to say, but because I could not get over anxiety. And if, if you've ever struggled in the area of mental health, depression and anxiety are like, twin sisters or cousins, you know, they just, they come hand in hand. And I just got tired of letting fear and anxiety limit me from personal growth. Right. And so I actually reached out to a public speaking coach and I just said, I, I need help. I want to get over this. Um, I've been asked to speak at this particular event and my, my tendency is to say no. And I just don't want to say no because I know the reason I'm saying no is because I'm fearful. Mm -hmm. and that's that's not good enough for me any longer and so i wanted to get over my fear of public speaking and um i am this whole shelter in place has given me the opportunity to do that because this platform facetime or um facebook live or podcasts is actually a comfortable area for me because i'm i'm speaking to a bunch of people but i'm not standing in front of a bunch of people right. so it actually provides this sort of comfort zone to get my method out and helps me uh, sort of um, get over that fear of sharing what it is I have to say. Yeah. So that is something that I've decided in this time of sheltering in, I want to come out of this, whether it's four weeks or four months, I want to come out of this having a better handle on my anxiety when it comes to public speaking. And I want to feel more courageous and able to do that. So thank you. This opportunity is helping me with that personal goal already. Awesome. 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 Name one thing you want to stop doing this year. 
uh, I want to stop uh, second guessing myself and doubting myself. I want to, when an idea comes to my mind, there's easily 10, you know, bullets of self-doubt that just, they just knock that idea right out of the sky. Mm. And I want to be more um, spontaneous when I have that idea to take a step before those bullets of self-doubt can shoot it out of the sky. I want to, I want to act quicker on the thoughts that I have. Um, I, I want to stop letting doubt sort of uh, paralyze me yeah. from moving forward. Yeah, yeah, that's powerful. I like that. And then one goal that you have for 2020 besides listening and seeing Miss Michelle Obama. <laughs> well, one goal for 2020 uh, would be I, I just want to develop my my personal relationships with my kids and my husband. I think that this is giving us the perfect opportunity to do that. I want my kids to look back and think, you know, I had, a, I loved my upbringing. The way I look back at my upbringing, I think, man, I grew up in a great home. I'm so grateful for the family that I had. And I think this time is allowing me to invest and sow seeds in that because my kids are growing. The other day, my daughter said something to me. We're in the process of transitioning to another home. And she said to me, this is going to be the last time I move with my family. And she said that it was like a dagger to my heart because I realized that four years from now, she will have graduated from high school and she could be going off to college. And um, I realized at the time they say the days are long when it comes to parenting, the days are long, but the years are short. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to just embrace the time that I have with my little nuclear family right now because they're growing very quickly. So in 2020, I want to just keep sowing seeds and investing into the personal relationships I have with my husband and each of my kids. Awesome. Nice. Nice. Well, I, I, this, this, this podcast has been, been very good for me. I've gotten a lot. I, I thank you. Um, any final tips you want to share? Uh, you know, I just want people to um, be gracious with themselves um, decide on one simple thing they can do today that will help them to be a better version of themselves. Um, and then just to enjoy the journey, enjoy the journey. Life is a wonderful um, adventure full of ups and downs, and we only get one life. And I want people to enjoy it, um, to be gracious, and also to try to improve themselves a little bit every day and um we're all gonna get through this it's gonna be okay mm -hmm. um just be encouraged be encouraged awesome dr tansy chandler thank you so much for joining us on the be more today show you have been nothing less than what i expected my spartan sister aru all day yes uh, aru yes can you tell the people where they can find you on social media or on uh on the web yeah, um, so you guys can find me if you're on Facebook. I'm at uh, Revamp Fitness. Um, Revamp right now, that's on Facebook. I also have an introvert page called The Fly Introvert. You can check me out there too. Um, and then on Instagram, I'm there at Revamp underscore fitness and um, The Dot Fly Introvert. So I hope to connect with you guys on those platforms sometime soon. Thank you guys so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you for Thank being you. on the show. Thank you so, so much. And for all you guys out there, just so you remember, we're on Instagram and Facebook as well. You can check us out at bemoretoday.com. 
for Be More Today Music or our book or our podcast information. It's all on there. We're also on our YouTube. So subscribe to our page at any point in time and you can catch some of our video and some of our songs as well. Uh, for those of you who guys know, we're also on Spotify. We have a Spotify uh, playlist courtesy of BMC Music. So check out the Spotify playlist. And of course, the Be More Today show is on multiple platforms, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Google Play, and now Stitcher. So send us your thoughts about the show, about our book, about anything that we're doing to Be More Today. That's Be More Number Two Day at gmail.com or any of our social media platforms. And if you have not already joined us for our 40-day challenge, we're still moving forward with our 40-day challenge. Every day, a different workout. You can join us. And like Tansy said, if we do one push-up or, or 50 push-ups, every push-up counts. Just get in there anywhere you can. Our quotes, again, for the day are very simple from Eric Thomas. If you are not where you want to be, do not quit. Instead, reinvent yourself and change your habits. And of course, Malcolm X said, when I is replaced by we, even illness becomes wellness. Thank you so, so much for joining us for episode seven of this show. And as we always say, folks, have a good day wherever you are. Have a good night wherever you are and have a great life and continue to take the steps to greatness to be the best version of you. Peace! I'm gonna be a better version of me.